1: You could win in Apco's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, Apco Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. Apco's Cash for Chrissy. On now at Apco. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho.
2: Yeah, morning, everyone. Welcome along. Tradies News in a nutshell for a brand new week. It is the 20th of June, 2022. Hope you all had a good weekend and ready for another week. Daniel Petru back in the chair and looking forward to the week to come. And it's going to be a busy week as well, leading into the second state of origin in Perth. The New South Wales squad has been announced Some interesting inclusions. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second uh, with Charlie Goodsir uh, and get your thoughts on that. Uh, We'll also, in around about 15 minutes, cross to Chris Perkins. It's the final round of the U.S. Open golf. Uh, He's live in America. We'll have a chat with him in around about 15 minutes' time as well. Plus, your calls and texts one one 1170 or 0457-736-736. It is one minute past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask
0: your plumber to install a ream.
2: Yeah, good to have you company. And does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. I want your winners and losers from sport this weekend. We're going to do this every Monday from now on. Your winners and losers from sport. Best suggestion uh, wins a Makita prize pack. Obviously, it doesn't just have to be NRL. A lot of stuff happened in the NRL uh, over the weekend, but your winners and losers in sport across the weekend, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is the way to get in contact with me this morning. Charlie Goodsir is in the studio with me morning. Good morning. How are we? Very good. How was your weekend?
3: Uh, it, was, it was pretty good, except, except for one thing in particular uh, that <laughs> mm. broke my heart, but we can get into that.
2: We'll get to that in a second. We'll also get to the Origin team in a moment as well, but let's look back at the round of the NRL, and uh, I know we're having a break for Rep Brown coming up this weekend, and really looking forward to that, but I really think the NRL with, what, nine, ten rounds to go, that... This last part of the season is going to be really exciting. I think we saw some great games across the weekend. We already spoke about the Dragons and Souths the other morning when the Dragons won 32 points to 12. So we'll skip that. We'll look back at the Friday games first. Cowboys 28, Manly 26. Now, with about 10 minutes to go, Manly had this all wrapped up. It looked like a good uh, victory. I think you had tipped Manly as well. So you would have been very happy about this. But then the Cowboys, amazing comeback I felt a bit bad for Daley Cherry Evans in that last play, but the Cowboys, the role just keeps on going for them. That
3: That is a uh, another statement-defining win from <laughs> yep. the Cowboys. I think e- each week we always say they're going to drop off, they're going to drop off, or something's not going to go right. That never-say-die attitude really came to the fore in that game. They were gone. Mm. For all money, they were gone. Even that last few minutes. 100%. Was, they had that knock on, um, and Manly had it in their attacking half. And you just could see it before it sort of happened. Mm. Uh, That play right at the end. Yeah, I don't know how the Seagulls managed to choke away that one.
2: And it's such an important game for Manly to lose as well because it would have been three in a row there at home. They would have stayed in touch with that top eight. Uh, Yeah, disappointing for them. But as you say, the Cowboys just keep rolling on and – Everyone is waiting, I think, for them to fall, and I just don't think they're going to. They're not going to. They're not going to. Top four. I agree. I agree. Um, So, 28 points to 26. The Cowboys win that one. The next game, Storm 32 over the Broncos 20. I'll give the Broncos a lot of credit in this game, minus Adam Reynolds plus a few of their other stars. They really stuck with Melbourne for a lot lot of this game. It was 16 all at one stage, and then Melbourne just a bit later on running away, away with it a bit. But... I think this actually showed where the Broncos are at. And even though they lost, they're still very competitive, uh, understrength Broncos, very competitive against Melbourne Storm. I think Craig Bellamy said it best
3: after the game. that said that when the Broncos were up 6-6, the Storm were really on the ropes. Yep. And that the Broncos are now a bona fide good team. Yes. They, they're a strong team. Look, a 12-point loss, disappointed from where they're at. They, mm. I think that the team could have felt like they could have won that game and mm. really pushed forward. But I don't think they lost any supporters that no. game. I think they gained a lot of admirers. And the Storm, you know what? I a few question marks, I think. I, I, I They're not as a complete side as they were at the start of the season when they were putting 50, 70 points on teams.
2: No, and you look at their last two weeks against the Broncos and the Roosters before that. Now, they won both of those games, so that's important. You've got to win games when you're not playing very well. But they haven't been that convincing at all.
3: No, no.
2: Um, Where do you rate the Broncos, along with the Cowboys? I still have the Cowboys a peg above the Broncos at the moment. Yeah, the Cowboys are better than the Broncos. The Broncos, I don't think, will finish top four. Mm.
3: I I think they'll come up against those sort of Mm. Storm-esque teams Mm. and not win those games. So I think they'll finish, like, fifth or sixth. I Mm. think they'll have the home final.
2: Yep, and that will be important for them up there at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Saturday, now, Sharks 18 at Gold Coast Titans 10. Now, for the second week in a row, you tip the Titans... And they only lost by eight points, so they are getting better. They're getting closer. Maybe in a couple of weeks' time, you'll tip them again. We'll have a look who they have next round in a second. But the Sharks, look, an important win for them, 18 points to 10. But we spoke about it on Friday, and only saw bits and pieces of this game. They won. They did what they needed to do. But speaking of teams that aren't being as clinical as they were at the start of the season, I don't think the Sharks have been as good over the past six weeks as they were to start the season.
3: Yeah, on this current form, the Sharks don't win a final for mine. I no. I think no matter where that final is played, I just think... Yeah, mm. they've sort of stagnated a little bit. Mm. This is an important win to have, just bank it against the worst side of the competition <laughs> yep. according to the ladder. I don't yeah. think they're the actual worst side. Mm. But again, I'm getting closer. You are. The ledger is getting smaller and smaller. I think the Titans, I I just think they just lack a lot of confidence. Mm. I think it's just one of those things where they're, they're in a bit of a hole and they don't really know how to get out of it. They just need that one game to spark it out. But yeah, important win for the Sharks, but not one that their fans will want to watch again.
2: Now, I just had a look at who the Titans have in a fortnight's time. It's Newcastle on a Friday night. So, uh, Friday week, we'll see if you go brave and tip uh, the Titans again against your team. Uh, Panthers 40 over the Warriors 6. No real surprise in this uh, result. I must admit I didn't see a second of it, but I was keeping across it. And again, the Warriors... I don't know. Again, I saw a lot of criticism about Sean Johnson on Twitter. The Panthers is just too good. And they were always going to be in this match. It's just
3: uh, it's time to go home, Warriors. I think yep. uh, you have more than deserved it. Maybe not on, from on-field performance, but the sacrifice you've made throughout the competition. It's really starting to wane. It's mm. very obvious that they've they've checked out uh, maybe a month or two ago when they knew when that, that game against the Tigers was sent stone at Mount mm. Smart Stadium. And I think that's fair enough. too. Mm. It, it, it's not the best look, but considering all that's happened, Go home, and I, I will back them against the Tigers in that game at home.
2: And it is their next match as well, next on oh, two weeks' two weeks' time, a Sunday afternoon at Mount Smart Stadium, and that's going to be amazing. I know the Warriors have been struggling. The Tigers haven't been setting the world on fire either, but you'd imagine a sold-out crowd or close to at Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, so the Panthers roll on. Uh, Eels 26 over the Roosters 16. It was out of this game. It was a bit of a weird old game. The Roosters had that opening first 10 or 15 minutes, and the Eels rolled all over them. Um, in the remainder of that first half. But the Roosters still managed to stay competitive. And then I thought for a lot of the second half, the Roosters probably were the better team. They all sort of shut up shop. Um, What hurt the Roosters a lot in that first half was the Eels offloads and some of those tries. Uh, as you can see, when Parramatta are on form, they're such a momentum team, they're hard to beat, and they did enough. The Roosters, even if they did have a bit, the best of that second half, they just couldn't score points, and their attack I've said this a few times, I know they're without Luke Kirri, but even with him in for the, most of the year, with the odd exception, it's clunky, and they don't look like they're talking to each other.
3: Yeah, d- disappointing for the Roosters. I feel like this is one that kind of slipped away. If it mm-hmm. wasn't for that co- sort of 20, 25-minute period, I think they, they really would have felt like they were in with a chance. The Paramount Eels are the worst sight to tip in the competition. Yes. <laughs> um, can you just be consistent? Either be consistently mm. good or consistently awful, like you were against uh, the Bulldogs the other week. Uh, good win by the Eels. Mm. I, I just I, I just don't know what to read into them. I, I don't want to buy into it too quickly because I feel like we all get sucked into how good the Eels look because when they're on... Mm. They, they, they can beat anyone in the competition. Yep. They've proven that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But we're just they're, they're, the gap between their best and worst footy is far too wide, it's... and I feel that's going to get exploited later on this season.
2: And how many times have we mentioned it? They can beat the good teams like the Panthers and the Storm, and I will, even though the Roosters are out or the end at the moment. I still throw them into the good team category, but then they lose to other teams that they're supposed to be beating. I, I don't get yep. it either. Uh, quickly, where do you put the Roosters at the moment? They're sitting in, I think, ninth position with 10 rounds to go. Uh, They're better than the Rabbitohs. Yep. Uh, I think they'll make finals.
3: Mm. Uh, Seventh or eighth is is their best, I think.
2: Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Sunday, two games. I'm sorry to do this to you. Canberra 20 over the Knights 18. This was an interesting one because the Knights started, like, the first five minutes really well, and you could tell Kalen Ponga was struggling with a stomach bug. Then the Raiders, I thought at 14-0, were just going to run away with that game. And then the Knights fought back and they were in the lead uh, until the final two minutes, unfortunately. And a great play. At, I have to say, it was a great play by Hudson Young to score that match-winning try. But, gee, that's disappointing for the Knights. When Hudson Young put on the boot, I was like, oh, sweet. Callum not
3: sweep it up <laughs> our back. And then he didn't pop up. And then I was like, where, where, is, where he? is he? <laughs> where is he? <laughs> and, yeah, it was a great play. But I was just screaming at my TV. And then screaming just turned to sadness. I just <laughs> – it, it's the hope that kills you. I said it on my way in this morning. Mm-hmm. Um just really flat at, at the end of that game 'cause I I, I watched the first sort of thirty minutes mm. and was just like, Okay, I'm done. I didn't yep. watch it. Fourteen nil. Yep. And then I saw the half time fourteen to six. I was like, oh at least we've got to try. And then I jumped back in with about ten minutes to go. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Oh my god, we're gonna do this and then I just wish I didn't watch it. Now, I really just wish I didn't watch it. You
2: should have either watched all
3: of it or none of it. Yeah. Um no. no, no. really disappointing, but just for the Knights, just play like that for 80 minutes. Yep, agreed. And it it, sh- it shouldn't have to take us going down 14-0 mm. to step up and put that comeback on and, because we're only up by four points. The game wasn't sown. Mm. I will say Anthony Milford. Yes. That chip with about three minutes to go, mm. look, it came off in the end. Mm. That's a play for when you're down by four points or yeah. three minutes to go, not when you're up by four points or three minutes to go. If It like it nearly came off, and I think we kind of butchered a try in that, that play. Y- I think yeah. we had the numbers, and we just could have put a kick in and repeat sets, but... Just play percentages. We're not a good
2: enough team at this stage to be trying those fancy
3: plays, just percentages.
2: And risking things that late in the game when you're on top. I thought Caitlin Ponga uh, did very, very well to actually um, get through that game. Um, And the Bulldogs, the entertainers, Bulldogs 36 over the West Tigers 12. I will say the Tigers look and have looked dreadful over the past uh, few weeks. A few people questioning Michael Maguire sacking, but that's another story for another day. Bulldogs, very, very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, f- finally.
3: They yes. they look good. A- mm. it, I think it's been maybe a year or two that we've been watching the Bulldogs and we've just been bored. Mm. It's been really tedious viewing. Yep. It's exciting now. Yep. It's really great. They're, I think they've just sort of had this mentality of the season's done anyway. Mm. We aren't making finals. Mm. Let's just get our attacking place. And I think Averillo at fullback has been a revelation. Yep. Agreed. I think that is exactly the spark that they've needed. I think Burden has worked his way into this team. I think this is his team now. Yep. It really feels like Burden's team. Mm. I think they're using Ado Carr more. I think they're just playing with a lot more confidence, and it shows that they've put 30-plus um, points for two weeks in a row for the first time since 2016.
2: Yeah, and, and I think what you said about Matt Burden is 100% right. You could see he was struggling in the early part of the season uh, to get his way around a new team and playing 5 where he'd played centre, and we'll talk more about that in a second, at the Panthers beforehand. Um, and it was always going to take time. Mick Potter, there has to now be a thought around, and I don't know the Phil Gould situation and if he is going to go for Mick Potter or Brad Fitler's name is still circulating, but if he can get the Bulldogs, he won't, it'd be amazing if he gets them in the eight, but even if they can string three or four more wins together throughout the rest of the season and keep playing like this, then surely he has to be considered for the top job next year. Oh, I don't know. I'm, mm. I, I'm
3: always wary of sort of that sugar hit with a new coach, Mm. especially in those early onset, And we've seen, not so much in the NRL, but especially AFL, Mm. when teams get that sugar hit with an interim coach and they decide to go that way, it doesn't end well normally. So I'm a bit weary of that, but... You can only judge based on what you've seen by mm. the performance, and they've looked really good under Mick Potter. They look like they're really attacking, mm. and there's that flare back and excitement. You can see the fans yesterday from the Bulldogs are going absolutely nuts. Yeah, so, yeah, really great scene to see the Bulldogs back and firing.
2: I'll go through the ladder in a second, but let's just get your take on Origin before we take a break. Now, a few, well, quite a few changes uh, to from game one to game two. So this is the likely side. It hasn't been. Named yet, a squad's been named. But we're looking at James Odesco, fullback. That's no surprising. Daniel Tupo retains his spot on the wing, along with Brian Toho. The centres, Matt Burton and Stephen Crichton. So two different centres uh, to who played game one. Jerome Luai and Cleary in the halves. Props, Junior, Paulo and Payne Haas. The hooker, Damien Cook. Second row is Cameron Murray and Liam Martin And the lockers, I.O. The interchange bench, Appy Coracell. Uh, I, I like this. I think he deserves to be in the squad and in the team. Jake Devojevic, I'm glad he's back as well. Telekai is an interesting one on the bench, and Angus Crichton rounds out the bench. The rest of the squad, Nico Hines, Clint Gutherson, Joseph Sawali, Jordan McLean, and Victor Radley. And I found the Victor Radley thing very odd. He hasn't played since Magic Round, and now he's in the squad. Uh, your thoughts on the New South Wales team?
3: Really weird. Thank it, you. <laughs> it's really weird. It, it's, it seems really desperate. Yes. And it has been really worried. Yep. I, I think uh, Jordan McLean, uh, who... Yeah. <laughs> that that was the most surprising one. And no disrespect to Jordan, but yeah. I just like I think there are a couple of names that I would have had before them. hundred percent. Talakai one is also very interesting. Yep. Apart from that one game he played against Manly where he completely dominated, he's been largely ineffective? Yeah, ineffective is probably the best I- word. I'm glad to see Javoyovich back. Gullison also is a weird one. Yeah. There's nothing I have seen in the past maybe fortnight. To three weeks, mm. where I've been like, yes, he's demanding origin selection. He's mm. knocking the door down. I, I have serious concerns. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. I think Nico Hines needs to be in the team. Yeah, I think Coruscant is a is a good option. I think he should be the starting number nine. Yeah, to be honest. Yep, yeah, the Radley one is weird. I, it, it just seems very reactionary. I agree. And I think Adokar... We can't do much more to get back into the side. I think I'm glad Burden's there because he has put on a really good showing since Mm. that first uh, Origin game. I I just don't know what Bradford is doing. I'm really worried.
2: And and I thought Daniel Tupo, who who I thought played pretty well in State of Origin 1, I thought he had a pretty disappointing game in the air on Saturday night against the Parramatta. He still played well in terms of getting metres for the Roosters. I I, I just think Addo Carr, I know he was caught out with that one try yesterday, but... I'm surprised he didn't get a look in. And I agree. Clint Guthinson's probably not going to be in the team, but in the squad. Uh, it's just a bit of a weird one. And you mentioned Telekai. Maybe they're looking at playing him in the fourth, um, off the bench because I can't see them doing the same thing and making the same mistake as they did in game one. It will be interesting, and Vossi mentioned this in commentary on Fox League yesterday, uh, saying if he was going to be selected. uh, If Matt Burden does get Rome uh, free range, maybe. It's going to be hard for the centres, but maybe to come into the middle of the field and put some of those spiralling bombs up on Sunday. We'll talk all about that on Friday. Uh, I hope you're okay after the night's loss. Oh look! You'll get uh, over it.
3: The, the, we've lost games before.
2: You we'll lose games
3: in the future. <laughs>
2: uh, have a good day, and we'll chat on Friday. Thank you very much, Charlie. A good sir, he did very well to get through uh, that uh, night's game and the review review of round. <laughs> Uh, 15 of the NRL. Let's just go through the ladder quickly before we take a break and have a chat to Chris Perkins in the USA. So Panthers lead the way on 28 points. The Storm and the Cowboys, uh, a second or third Storm on 24. Cowboys on 22. The Sharks, the Broncos and the Eels all on 20 points. The Sharks round out that top four at the moment. And then we've got the Rabbitohs in seventh on 16 points and the Dragons on in 8th position on 16 points. Outside of the top 8, who would have thought this? The Roosters are ninth on 14 points, along with the Seagulls and the Raiders. The Knights, 12th on 10 points. The Bulldogs are uh, in 13th on 8 points, as are the Tigers and the Warriors, and the Titans last on 6 points. Uh, we'll get to your texts in a second. We're also going to cross to Chris Perkins in the USA. It's 17.5 past 5. Yeah, 22 past 5, 0457 736 736 or 01 1170. Don't forget Australia's biggest Beaumont tiles. Together with us, want to boost your business? Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. Asking your winners and losers in sport this morning. Uh, and this next text heads in to our next Uh, guest. Hi, Dan. My winner for this weekend is the Crusaders, uh, the most successful Super Rugby side, winning their 11th title from 25 Super Rugby season. Jeff, fantastic effort uh, by the Uh, Crusaders. Not really the loser of the weekend, but another disappointing result for Cameron Smith at the US Open. Apart from his fourth and his first attempt, he missed the cut three times from his six following starts with his 38th best finish. Uh, Good text there. And that brings in our next guest, Chris Perkins. Good morning to you. Let's start with that really disappointing uh, from Cameron Smith. Morning, Chris.
0: Yeah, good morning. Yeah, uh, I kept an eye on Cam Smith uh, Thursday and Friday. I had him in in my DraftKings lineup. Uh, That was a poor choice.
2: Yeah, uh, very, very poor choice. And, and yeah, very disappointing uh, for him. But uh, there are a lot of other golfers in the next few hours. It's going to be very, very important. Where are we sitting at the moment uh, coming into the the final stages in the fourth round of the U.S. Open?
0: I'll tell you what, the fireworks have started early. Scotty Mm. Scheffler. He's top of the leaderboard right now. How about, how about this for a start? Birdie, birdie, par, birdie in the first four holes. First player all week to do that. Three under in the first four holes at, at the country club in Brookline. He, he leads right now five under par. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, he is one under on the day. Actually, he just jumped to five under par with a birdie on number three. Mm. So he's tied for the lead. Uh, they're two shots ahead of John Rahm, who's at three under par. Denny McCarthy, uh, right now, three under through six and sitting two under overall. Uh, so those, those are your top four guys. Uh, but scoring is out there. There are scores to be had today. They got a lot of rain Up in Boston last night during the overnight hours, Mm. the greens look a lot softer than they have been, and the winds are down. Yesterday, the winds were up. It was cold, uh, certainly by June standards in Boston. Of the 64 players yesterday, only five were under par on Saturday. And a couple of the leaders on Friday – uh, Callum, uh, Callum Tarram from England And MJ Duffy from South Africa mm. They ballooned out Shot 78 yesterday Yesterday was a brutal round But scoring Scoring's going to be a lot better today It looks like And we've seen it early from the leaders Putting, well, putting birdies on the board
2: You mentioned Scheffler in the lead at the moment Just by one uh, How do you see this playing out? Do you have him as favourite Or do you think uh, that Some of the other players That are just behind him Can get him in this final round?
0: I'll tell you what, it's going to be a wild final round today. I mean, Scheffler has been on a heater all year. He came into this season, had never won on the PGA Tour, mm. and then he reeled off three, in five, three wins in five uh, outings, including the Masters. Mm. He's just been on fire. Yesterday, he had the round of the day going. He was at six under par after he made an eagle on eight, and then disaster struck. Four-hole stretch, he double-bogeyed 11, bogeyed 12, 13, and 14, fell back to one under par, wound up salvaging something, birdied 17 to get to two, and he started out on fire today, and he still got the eighth hole to come, which, like I said, he eagled yesterday, and conditions were a lot worse yesterday than they are today. He may go out and hit another eagle today on eight, and if he does, look out because he could put a little bit of distance between himself and, and the rest of the leaderboard if he pulls that off.
2: All right. So is your tip Scotty Scheffler or are you going somewhere else? And we know you're, you're very good with your tips. So uh, we're all hanging on by this one.
0: Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Scheffler's good. I, Zalatoris would have been my pick, but he's two mm. over on the round so far through the first free hole. Uh, Keegan Bradley would have been another one but he went bogey, bogey, bogey to starts. Uh, The Mm. Boston guy, the local guy, yeah, he's fallen back as well. Watch this thing. John Rahm, you're not going to overlook John Rahm. He is the defending champion. He knows how to play a U.S. Open on Sunday. Last year, how's this for a closeout? You may not remember this, but last year, 71st hole he birdied, 72nd hole he birdied to win the U.S. Open a year ago. Mm. Watch for him as he's close, back nine this afternoon. Because he
2: will be a player. All right. So, so did we actually get a tip there, uh, Chris? <laughs> You're going to make me make a tip? Yes. I hate you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm going to ride Schessler. I'm going to ride okay. the hot hand. I liked what I saw yesterday. And he'll put, he'll. I think he'll do better on the back nine
2: today than he did yesterday. Because yesterday
0: was ugly.
2: All right. Well, we're going to have a chat again in 24 hours' time. So we'll see uh, how your tip uh, went and looking forward to that. And we'll also chat about everything else happening in American sport as we normally do on a Tuesday morning here in Sydney and Queensland. Thanks, mate. We'll chat tomorrow. Sounds good. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day. Chris Perkins there with U.S. Open Update. And we will uh, be across that in Breakfast with Vossi and James Magnuson this morning and up in Queensland through 1620 Gold Coast and SENQ with Patton Hills as well coming up to 28 minutes past five disappointing result for Australia in the cricket last night as well it was Sri Lanka in the third ODI by uh, nine uh, by six wickets with nine balls left so they now lead the series uh, 2-1 with two matches to come the next one tomorrow night at 7pm Australia made six for 291 of their 50 overs but Sri Lanka managing to chase that down, as I say, with nine balls left uh, quite easily in the end, uh, managing to get four for 292. So Sri Lanka leading that series uh, two games to one next one tomorrow night. Asking your winners and losers in sport this morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Yeah, so we touched on this Origin team with Charlie, but some of the Several fascinating inclusions. Roosters Victor Radley being named in an extended squad uh, after missing a selection several times in years through a recent injury. Get that, but he hasn't played a game since uh, Magic Round. Uh, Sir Telekite being chosen on the bench to make his New South Wales debut. Great start to the year. Also agree with Charlie, though, hasn't been fantastic, and I reckon they will use him as a middle forward, unless one of the centres uh, get injured. Abby Corusel really liked this, he'll be on the bench, uh, but could start the game. Stephen Crichton becoming a starting centre, I think that was a no-brainer. Uh, good to see Jake Travorovic back as well, um, and Angus Crichton, who I think over the past sort of six weeks for uh, disappointing Roosters side has been very, very good. And Clint Gutherson and Jordan McClain, uh included as reserves, uh, which I think is a little odd. But anyway, uh, your thoughts on all of that? Uh, strange selections. Uh, still, you know, a decent team on paper, very good team on paper. Um, but yeah, uh, some odd ones there as well. O four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. You can call 1300 one eleven seventy. Winners and losers of the weekend. Uh, your thoughts on the state of origin team as well, or anything else in sport. O four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred o one eleven seventy. It's spot on five thirty. Yeah, seven minutes to six o'clock. After six o'clock, 3.11.70 Sydney. Andrew Voss and James Magnuson filling in for Brandy this morning. Vossy, fresh from calling another brilliant victory by the Bulldogs. Good morning.
1: Lieutenant Dan, yeah, there's some teams where the sun is shining yes. so bright when it comes up this morning. There are other teams where people will not even get out of bed. They no. Real worries. There oh, are some worries. Late at the end of the season.
2: Uh, yeah, I, you texted me yesterday. You're a little concerned about the Roosters, aren't you?
1: Oh, well, I'm, th- I'm hearing a noise, this sort of, <laughs> is that a premiership window shutting? Uh, look, they've had they've had a great run, of course, mm. the Bulldogs, ter- terrific era, you would even call it for the Roosters. But I just wonder where they do improve. And then I see other teams, you know, down, you know South Sydney, mm. gra- grand final runners up last year. I'd be terribly concerned after, obviously, what happened last Thursday night, you know, where their season's at. Um, Manly got pipped by the Cowboys the other night. Suddenly, you know, no certainty's top eight. Mm. The way I looked at it the other day, I worked out there's only seven teams that are going to make the top eight this year, <laughs> which is interesting. Small like, top eight. Because I'm starting to write off teams. I don't know who's going to make it. I don't know who's going to make it.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Now, Brandy, not with us this morning, but I'm sure uh, there'll be plenty of reaction to the New oh. South Wales squad that's been named. Yeah,
1: a oh, lot of changes. That's unbelievable, isn't it? It's, yeah. I, certainly, I know they're big squads. So you can throw in players that won't necessarily... Uh, be playing and they're just part of the squad, but it's still a lot of changes. So certainly open for the debate this morning with our very smart listeners here on
2: SEM. Looking forward to it. We'll hear from you after 6am and don't forget uh, through 1620 Gold Coast and SENQ, it will be Padden Hills. The text to finish the show saying, Hi Dan, checking my text to the show after the first Origin game. I wanted to see Heinz Coracell and Travovic come into the 17 so happy to see two of those changes being a possibility. Like the look of the centre changes, um, Telekaising Conclusion, a little bit of a mystery. Don't place too much on the squad changes outside the 17 as they really have little chance of playing. Thank you for that text. Yeah, Telekai off the bench going to be interesting. I think they'll play him through the middle, but we'll find out in less than a week's time. Game two, which you will hear on SEN, is on Sunday in Perth at around about 7.50 kickoff Sydney time. Thanks for your company today. As I say, Vossi, James Magnuson up next through 11.70 SEN Sydney and through 16.20 Gold Coast and SENQ. It is Padding Hills. Have a wonderful Monday. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 5am.
0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91 When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it